Today's episode is brought to you by the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. To learn more, visit usbank.com slash altitude go. One of the challenges of traveling is managing your money. If you're tired of getting crushed by bank fees and exchange rates, you need to check out wise.com. I have been a customer for over 10 years. This is the easiest way to connect all of your finances internationally. It's been essential for me first as a traveler, then later as a digital nomad and an expat living abroad, running a business from around the world. You get one account, which allows you to send, spend, and convert money internationally, all without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. You can join 16 million customers, learn how the Wise account can work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash travel. That's wise.com slash travel. Thank you to Wise for supporting today's show. This episode of Zero to Travel is brought to you by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder with seven drive modes. The Pathfinder's available intelligent 4x4 is built for even the most epic journeys. Learn more at nissanusa.com. Today, you'll hear a giant reminder of what makes you so damn special you are special and (laughs) i'll tell you why this is this is something you already know but it it just totally blew my mind the other day when i got reminded of it and uh hopefully it'll do the same for you so i'll share a little story on that plus a good old-fashioned listener questions episode i'm going to answer some questions today on traveling with debt should you do it also How do you know if quitting your job is right for you? Whether you should just do it or you should follow your gut or think more analytically about it and whether it's even a good choice. You'll hear some thoughts on that. Plus, what's your opinion on job hopping and dealing with uncertainty? Should you skip around jobs so you can squeeze your travel in or should you kind of have more of a steady gig? Is it bad to hop around and maybe quit a job and go traveling to get another one. You know, how's that going to look on your resume? And all that type of stuff is a concern for some people. So we'll tackle that question and the others and a lot more in this show. I'm sure we'll come up along the way. I'm so excited to bring it to you right now. So buckle up, strap in, grab your favorite beverage, relax. Thanks for being here. And welcome to the Zero to Travel podcast, my friend. You're listening to the Zero to Travel podcast, where we explore exciting travel-based work, lifestyle, and business opportunities, helping you to achieve your wildest travel dreams. And now your host, world wanderer and travel junkie, Jason Moore. Hey there, it's Jason with ZeroToTravel.com. Welcome to the show. Thanks for hanging out, letting me bring a little travel into your ears today. This is the show to help you travel the world on your terms to fill your life with as much travel as you desire, no matter what your situation or experience. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, and all is good here in Norway. How are you doing, my friends? So nice that you took the time to join me today, and thank you for all these wonderful questions. You know, I love getting questions. I love hearing from listeners of the show. I love making this a two-way conversation and always encourage you to get in touch. Thanks for being here. This is a community-powered show, as you know. And what I'm excited about the most right now is I found a way for us to have even more connection, have even more dialogue. And one of the 
parts of this new Zero to Travel premium podcast feed, premium passport, is an AMA section where you can ask me any questions and you can get an answer directly from me and just get some help. It's super easy to use. You can also interact with other listeners and it's all part of Premium Passport. And go to zerototravel.com slash premium. You can get all the details. Of course, you get the private podcast feed with bonus content and a whole bunch of other stuff. And you are supporting the show. As you know, I'm an independent creator and your, your support helps big time so I can just create even more awesome content for you and bring it back to you. Of course, if you're subscribed here on the regular feed, don't worry. You're still going to get the latest shows. You're still going to have access to uh, all the new shows. But uh, Premium Passport gives you something uh, extra special. And you can check it out again at zerototravel.com slash premium. And you can ask any question there. And I'm going to answer some of these questions today, even though these questions are on Premium Passport. I thought I'd share them here on the regular podcast feed and we could all get value out of that. So let's dive in. You know, I'm, I am going to tell a story as well about uh, uh, something that reminded me of why I'm so special, why we're all so special and why you are so special. And that was a really powerful reminder that came from my four-year-old daughter, <laughs> the wisdom of children from the mouths of babes. So I'll share that in in a little bit, actually, maybe after I tackle these questions because these are important and I know you might be struggling with some of these things. Uh, I know I certainly have in the past and uh, I love to share my thoughts, perspectives, ideas. I'm not saying, hey, I know it all or you know, uh, I have all the answers and, and everything I, <laughs> I say you should do. I'm just sharing my thoughts, perspectives, and ideas on these particular questions based on my experience and what I've been through over you know a couple decades of traveling and having lots of had lots of travel jobs and been nomadic for a decade and all of this stuff you know we can only speak from our own personal experience in terms of what what we maybe have seen work for ourselves but also i think uh, i'm in the fortunate position of having interviewed so many people on this podcast that i get to uh, take some of their experiences as well and you know mix it into this cauldron of uh, travel uh, knowledge, I suppose, and share share some thoughts with you. So let's kick it off with a question from Jacob. He said, would love to hear more about location independence with a family, as well as knocking out debt while you travel. Do you have any resources? As a matter of fact, I do, Jacob. Uh, thanks for the question. Uh, I can talk about location independence with a family in in a moment. But first, let's talk about knocking out debt while you travel. And he used that term while you travel, which is kind of going back to the original question is, of should I travel when I'm in debt, right? Because that's that's the first step. You have debt and <laughs> you go out on the road, you're carrying the debt with you, of course. And that means you have to continue to work to pay it off. Now, the first thing I recommend is for people to dive into the subject of personal finance. You should not shy away from personal finance. And this is a whole category of sort of blogs and podcasts and books and things like that. I think it's so important to educate yourself on personal finance a bit so you can at least get your head around 
your financial situation, right? And that might mean consuming some information. It might just mean sitting down one day and blocking out a couple hours and saying, all right, you know, what is my financial situation here? But then you have to take into account everything. What bills you're paying, where you live, the cost of living, where you are. Okay, if you have to commute to to work, let's say, or you're driving your car a lot, you know, what is the expense of the car? And, And all of these things. And it really comes down to, looking at your overall lifestyle, right? Where you're living. And then looking at your debt and thinking about what you need to pay off and some of the logistics behind that, right? Like living your current lifestyle right now, how long would it take to pay off that debt? Or is that debt a burden? Or are you pretty easily able to start paying it off every month? Then you have to compare that to the travel lifestyle that you would adopt or that you are considering, right? So this is a pretty broad question because it's, it's you know, should I travel when I'm in debt? But, you know, what does that mean, travel for you? Does it mean a two-week vacation? Does it mean traveling for a month? Does it mean traveling indefinitely, you know, quitting your job and being nomadic? So that's why I'm putting it into these two buckets here, right? You have your current lifestyle and your current financial situation, and then you have your theoretical travel situation. And that's malleable, right? You can adjust that. You can you can adapt that. So, this is the exciting part to me because I had 20 over $20,000 in student debt when I graduated from college and just this total dream to see the world, but I didn't think it was very practical to do that because of the debt. I thought, well, surely I have to get a regular job and that's how you have to pay off debt, right? You have to get sort of a job and get set up and pay that sucker off, pay those student loans off or whatever it is in your case, right? Turns out I was totally wrong because living an unconventional travel lifestyle, and I would say maybe that was more unconventional at the time to be nomadic and to travel around and and not keep a home base anywhere. This was in the late 90s. I'm dating myself here into uh, you know the early 2000s. And I discovered that I was able to save way more money and pay off my debt much more quickly than I would have been able to if I had a regular job and had an apartment and had a car and commuted every day because all of those things cost money. But when I was working a travel job out on the road, the company paid for my car, they paid for the gas, they paid for all the hotels I stayed in. Now, not everybody's going to run out and get a job like this that forces you to travel and you get paid to travel around. Certainly is one option. Maybe you're out there and you're you're thinking, okay, in my theoretical travel life, maybe this is something I put on the table is getting a job that allows me to travel. But there are a lot of other ways to decrease your expenses right? You could live in a country where things are a lot more inexpensive than they are now. And of course, with the pandemic and everything that's happened, a lot of people are working remotely now. A lot of companies are going to the remote work model. So even if you just want to be an employee and you want to take your show on the road, you could go live uh, somewhere where the cost of living is you know, 50% less or more. And you could start looking at the numbers, right? Take an analytical look at the numbers. This is going back to this idea of, okay, what is 
the theoretical travel lifestyle for you? Is it living abroad somewhere for X amount of months or living abroad full time? Is it traveling around all the time or staying in a different country every month? You know, that's exciting. And and you can certainly cut costs there, but maybe more expensive because you have to pay for travel. And maybe it's more expensive because you're not able to rent a place longer term. And, And that's okay. It doesn't mean that you can't do it. It just means you have to just be honest with the theoretical travel experience. So I did want to uh, share a couple resources. And these are my two favorite. There's a website called Numbeo. It's N-U-M-B-E-O.com. And there's another one called Expatistan. It's expat, E-X-P-A-T-I-S-T-A-N.com. And it's really cool because you can compare cost of living between cities and it's all crowdsourced and you've got a salary calculator for expats for human resources there's a list of international schools it's data and tools for international living is expatistan.com and numbio is a very similar type of resources more along the lines of just comparing cost of living now it's not going to be perfect of course but this will really give you a good idea of what you may be paying now in your current situation versus what you might be paying living in X, Y, or Z location. Again, if you're traveling around, you might have to do this with multiple cities and just get your head around the costs. And it takes a little time, but it's also an exercise that can really open your mind, right? Because going back to my story, I was closed off initially with the idea of traveling because I just was boxed in. I thought I have to get a regular job. I have to be part of the status quo and just pay my bills like everybody else. Well, it turns out in in some ways, I, I wish I had a visual graph for this, but it, it could almost, I, I can see it in my head. The more unconventional you're living, the usually a lot of times, maybe the less you spend and the more you're adaptable, certainly the more minimal you are, the more you kind of are careful with the stuff you bring into your life. And of course, the less you spend, the more you can save. And the more you kind of look at things in a way where you're like, hey, let, let me, what if I just reinvented my whole lifestyle and, and it had to do with travel? What would that look like? And how could I shape that into uh, something that allows me to live my travel dreams, right? Don't box yourself in on the theoretical travel lifestyle either. You have to think about, all right, let, let me tweak this. Let me tinker with it. Be like a, a mechanic you know, working on an old car. Let me see what I can do to kind of get this thing up and running, right? Maybe you discover that your debt wouldn't be as much of a burden if you took your show on the road, let's say, if you were traveling or living in a different place. Maybe it would actually be way easier to pay off your debt. Maybe you'd come up with a plan to pay it off much more quickly. Maybe you would decide to get a job that allows you to travel like I did or something like that because you know you could pay your bills along the way or you get a remote job because that's that's going to match your theoretical tra- new travel lifestyle. So when you start working through these types of ideas, y- you start to come up with more of a direction, right? You notice how that can inform things. If, if you're looking and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to live abroad six months a year. Okay, what does that mean for my career? Okay, maybe I need to get a remote job. And it just kind of snowballs. And you start asking yourself bigger questions in all aspects of your life. And you start getting answers. And those answers are filtered through 
this new travel lifestyle you're building and they ha- it has to match, right? So in conclusion, <laughs> I feel like a professor standing in front of the room. In conclusion, I do just want to say that I believe it's not irresponsible to travel when you're in debt and that you can pay off your debt while traveling. That's what I did. And in fact, I paid it off much more quickly than I could have if I was living a traditional sort of status quo lifestyle. Now, you have to apply all of this to your situation, right? And I think, I hope I did a good job at making that clear. But my end answer is that I don't think it's irresponsible. In fact, I think travel can help you pay off your debt more quickly if you approach it the right way, if you think about it the right way, and if you do it the right way. Now, the second part to Jacob's question was wanting to hear more about location independence as a family. As a family, man, I won't dive too deep into this. Not everybody has a family, but a lot of the benefits are really the same, whether you have a family or not, doesn't matter. And I would say that if you love travel, and I know you do because you're here, (laughs) then having more flexibility is always a good thing, right? Having more flexibility to travel is what you want. And now that a lot of people are working remotely, maybe you're seeing the benefits of that here uh, during this whole pandemic. For the first time, some people are now having their home office and they're thinking, hey, this is pretty cool. And if I can just do this from home, when travel opens up and my company's cool with it and maybe they're a little more laid back now because they've seen that their employees can be productive and they can cut costs because they don't have to rent a big office if everybody's working from home or Mexico or Nicaragua or Southeast Asia or wherever, then it's just going to keep growing as a movement. So more freedom in your regular daily life equals more travel. It just does. We talk a lot about the triangle of freedom, and that's time freedom, location freedom, and financial freedom. And when you have that location freedom, you have more freedom to travel. Now, I'm not traveling a lot with my family, but you know what's really nice when things open up again? I know that I can go and spend two months back in my home country with my family because I have the flexibility to do that. And that's what you get when you set yourself up to be location independent. It's not just about traveling around seeing exotic things. It's about maybe traveling somewhere and spending time with family and friends. Maybe Uh, being able to be with a loved one when they're sick and in a time of need. And you can travel and be with them for some weeks because you have that flexibility. So I recommend to everybody, I'm always a big fan of being location independent. And that was on the Triangle of Freedom, my first freedom. That was the first thing that I wanted the most. More than time freedom, more than money freedom, I wanted location freedom so I could be, my physical body could be where I wanted it to be. For me, that was bopping around here and there. Uh, For others, it's going to be something else. So to answer the question, it's wonderful whether you have a family or not because you have that flexibility. And even if you're not traveling, you know that when the time comes and you want to, you will have the ability to do it. This episode is brought to you by U.S. Bank. Recently, I went out for tacos and it wasn't even Friday. Yes, we have Taco Friday 
in Norway. Not Taco Tuesday. Well, more importantly, I could have earned rewards for every scrumptious bite of those chorizo soft shells. Introducing the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Earn four times points when you go out for dining or order takeout and restaurant delivery, including tacos. Plus, you can earn two times points when you shop for or order your groceries, two times points when you need to fill up or charge up at gas stations and EV charging stations. You're even rewarded with two times points just for your favorite streaming services. Go to usbank.com slash altitude. Go! To learn more about how you can earn 20,000 bonus points worth $200 if you spend $1,000 in the first 90 days of opening your account. Win big with the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Visit usbank.com slash Altitude Go to apply. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc. Some restrictions may apply. This episode of Zero to Travel is presented by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. From muddy jungle paths and snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder has the capability to take you to some of the most epic destinations on Earth. We're excited to partner with Nissan because our listeners know we love to celebrate the joy of exploring the world and finding the best off the beaten path destinations to visit. And there's no better vehicle for that than the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder with seven drive modes. The Pathfinder's available intelligent 4x4 is built for even the most epic journeys, and it even has the best towing capacity in its class, up to 6,000 pounds, so you can bring the fun with you. But Nissan also knows that it's not just about where you go. In a Pathfinder, the real fun comes from getting there, and that's something we love celebrating here on the Zero to Travel podcast. We believe that life is about finding that joy within the journey itself, and that's why we're thrilled to partner with Nissan to celebrate adventurers everywhere. So thanks again to Nissan for sponsoring this episode of Zero to Travel and for the reminder to chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures and enjoy the ride along the way. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Would you love to have an incredible cup of coffee every day? I've tried it all. I've done the pour over. I've done the French press. But I tasted an AeroPress coffee many years ago and <laughs> immediately... I was sold. I had to get one. AeroPress is a patented three-in-one brew technology. This combines the flavor benefits of espresso, pour-over, and French press all into one compact portable device built for travel or home. I love things you can use in both places. This device has over 55,000 five-star reviews in over 60 countries. AeroPress is the best-reviewed coffee press on the planet. I've owned one for so many years. I don't even remember how long it's been, and they are under 50 bucks, so they also make an exceptional gift, thoughtful, proven, tasty, and travel-oriented. Who wouldn't love that? Now, you get 20% off just for being a listener of this show at aeropress.com slash zero to travel. That's aeropress, A-E-R-O-P-R-E-S-S dot com slash zero to travel. That will save you 20% on checkout. Thanks to Aeropress for supporting today's show. Okay, let's get into question number two. This is from Emily. She wrote me an email. I'll read it to you. She says, first, want to say, huge fan of the podcast. Been listening for about nine months. Love hearing the different paths people can take to live a life of travel. She goes on to say, I wanted to get your opinion on job hopping. I know you've talked a little a bit about this on your show. I'm only 23. Since graduating from college a little under two years ago, I've held three different full-time jobs for different reasons, better paying, better related to my degree, etc. 
And I recently applied to the seriously awesome job on Coolworks, thanks to listening to your show. It's remote, but within my skill set, and I'd have much more freedom and flexibility to travel. The only problem is it's seasonal from March to August. I spoke to the recruiter and asked if there would be any opportunity to extend this to a year-round position, and she said that it's definitely possible and that they've asked people to stay before, but it definitely wouldn't be guaranteed. So basically, I'd have to leave my current job that I've been working at for the past five months for this awesome opportunity and then have to find something else at the end of it if I don't get a chance to stay on. I like but don't love my current job. It's definitely the best job I've held since being out of school. But the idea of being location independent is a dream I've had for a while now. And I don't know if I want to pass this up. On the other hand, I don't want it to look bad for future employers that I've job hopped so much. But I know I'm still young and isn't that what your 20s are for? Sorry for such a long message, but would love any insider advice you could provide. Thanks for all you do, Emily. Thank you, Emily. And yes, you know, regardless of your age, this is a question that a lot of people can face throughout their lives, right? Should I quit a job and start a new one? And, you know, looking at the the next job, is the grass greener on the other side or is it going to be something that is an improvement for my daily life. That's the first thing I would consider when it comes to new jobs, right? Or new things you're considering. Is this an upgrade for me? And that doesn't always mean salary, right? I think about when I moved recently with my wife and my family here in Oslo. We were living in an apartment closer to the city And we started making a list of the things we might want, right? Doesn't mean we can get them all. But what it came down to was creating a list of the lifestyle that we wanted. We knew we could get a bigger apartment in the city, but then we thought, well, we're just going to be kind of living the same type of lifestyle, living in an apartment. Maybe we have a balcony, maybe we're on the third floor and it's bigger, but it's sort of the same lifestyle, daily lifestyle, right? And we decided we didn't want to have the same daily lifestyle. We wanted to be closer to nature. We wanted to be able to open a back door and let our kids out or walk out of a back door and not have uh, a balcony or have to go down some stairs out of an apartment building. We wanted to have a little bit of a community where it was a little more of a common area. And we found that because we not just set those intentions, but we were intentional with the list that we made And also the overall idea that if we're going to move, if we're going to spend money on a new place, it needs to be an upgrade in our daily lifestyle. You hear a lot of this goes back to lifestyle, right? And we talk about this thing in our community, Location Indie, and the programs we run over there, lifestyle first, because I really believe that. If you look at the lifestyle piece first, and then you can make your decision based on that, right? So... Is a new job upgrading your lifestyle? Now, I know there are a lot of these questions around, okay, if I job hop, what am I I doing to my career? Am I destroying my career? I don't know. Maybe. There are way too many factors, right? You could sit down for an interview three years from now, and you could sit down uh, for a potential dream job, and maybe the person sitting behind that desk values your travel experience because they traveled themselves too, and they think well, this is so cool. This makes you stand out because nobody else has spent the last you know, three years traveling and I know what kind of experiences you get. Or it could be somebody that sees no value in travel and they just think you're terrible for the job. Who's to say, right? This comes down to the overall idea of uncertainty. How do we deal with uncertainty, right? 
Because any ideas that we have about what might happen in the future are just that, right? They're ideas. We don't know. We can't know. (laughs) I can't tell you how many people told me to get a regular job when I was working these travel jobs and, and doing this nomadic thing. I had no idea that there was going to be value later in living in this unconventional way and that I'd create a podcast and be able to talk about this stuff and help other people do it. How could I possibly know that? I couldn't. But what I could do in the moment then was just stay true to myself and the things that made me feel good, the things that allowed me to live the lifestyle I wanted. For me, that was the travel lifestyle, right? And for me, that meant doing these contract jobs, traveling around. And then eventually it meant starting my own business so I could have the flexibility to travel and live overseas. And also uh, it could tie in with my interests of entrepreneurship and and making a bigger impact and, and trying to help as many people as possible travel and, and all that stuff that I, I wanted to do. So it's about really, it's not about the job hopping or what may or may not happen. It's more about, I think, doing the things that kind of fuel your soul in some ways and that align with the practical aspects of life. Of course, you have bills to pay and things like that. And if if they don't align with that, maybe find a way where you can fuel your soul and still do the things you want to do because that's possible. People are doing it and that means, of course, you and I can do it too. So to me... And, and, and what I wrote back to Emily, I, I, can, I can read you the exact email I wrote back. I said, thanks for writing. I don't like to tell anybody what they should do, but I can say don't make choices based on fears that might never even come to pass. Otherwise, you'll never do anything uncomfortable in life. It sounds to me like you really want to take the gig. And if you do just go for it and figure things out as you go along, there are no guarantees in life and you never know where things will lead. I don't think there's a right or wrong choice, just a choice. And I'd say follow your heart where it leads. That was my response. And now you have a, a bit of a longer response here on the podcast, Emily. So again, speaking from my own experience, job hopping, following your heart or maybe switching jobs based on your desire to travel. If your desire to travel is your number one thing, you just don't know what you're going to get from those experiences and how they're going to help you in life later. So don't think about the negative things that could maybe happen and probably won't. People looking at your resume and frowning upon your experience and all that kind of stuff. And just think about the life you want to live in the now, right? Yes, I understand you have to balance that with the future. And if you're somebody who's super career-minded, and you know you need to climb the corporate ladder and there's only one way to do it. Well, I, I don't ever think there's just one way to do it. But again, that no, there's nothing wrong with that and that's your own personal decision. But I'm speaking to Emily here and the other people in this uh, beautiful community who really value travel and want to find a way to do it or keep doing it. And you have to really consider your life and your lifestyle and what's going to be an upgrade for you to allow you to you know, do more of the things you want to do. So you can look at it from, from that perspective. And get your head around uncertainty too because that's something that never goes away in life, right? There's, there is always going to be uncertainty. The more you embrace uncertainty, the more you embrace change. And in my experience, the more exciting things uh, that will happen in your life because you're opening yourself up 
to different things and you're not afraid to put yourself out there. So there are some thoughts there for you. Thank you, Emily, for the question. Okay, let's get into this third and final question, then I'll share a little story with you. First, just a reminder, these questions are in the AMA section in Premium Passport, which is a private podcast feed and community that I created. And this is a way to support the show. If you go to zerototravel.com slash premium, I'm going to answer your questions every month via audio. Right there, you're going to get access to a private podcast feed, and you're going to be able to interact with each other more, and also get bonus content that is not published here and exclusive content that I've never published anywhere before. One of those pieces of content that I'm uploading today, in fact, is my How to Quit the Job and Travel the World series, which is a five-part series. And that ties in with the last question I had today from a listener, Abby, which is, how do you know if quitting your job is right for you, whether you should just do it and follow your gut or think analytically about whether it's a good choice? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, there are a lot of ways to go with this question. I, of course, always think it's a good idea to try to be analytical about what you're doing. You don't necessarily want to shoot from the hip with some of these big decisions. When you quit a job, that's a, that's a done deal, right? I mean, maybe some jobs, I shouldn't say that because it depends if you have a a certain relationship where you're able to come back because there's an open door policy. You've done such incredible work that they would always welcome you back. Well, how much of a risk is it then, really, right? If you could always get the job back or maybe it's not, the answer isn't quitting your job. Maybe the answer is going to your boss and saying, hey, I want more flexibility to travel. I want to work remotely. And when I can travel more, I'm going to be working from different countries. Are you guys cool with that? Because this is, if you're not, I need to look somewhere else, right? So maybe it's trying to get the situation you want from the job itself. That's another approach. Another approach is leaving the job, right? And this goes back to uncertainty, right? First, you got to grapple with the uncertainty around that and come to peace with it because nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody knows what's on the other side of any decision. It's just a decision. And then you, you make the decision. You then accept the consequences of that decision. You roll with it and you soak up that next experience in life, right? That's my approach anyway. It's I feel it's a healthy way to kind of approach decisions because I used to have a really hard time making decisions. I put so much pressure on the decisions and what would my life turn out to be. I'm not saying there aren't big decisions in life and you shouldn't embrace all of the analytical aspects of the decision-making process. You should. But at some point, in order to kind of keep moving forward, you have to make a decision because the worst is when you're sitting in that limbo, right? If you've been thinking about quitting the job for a long time, but you keep staying at it and it's making you unhappy every day for months and months or years, that's no good. And it'd be better to either commit to keep doing it for another, say, year, give yourself a timeline or whatever the case is, or you just uh, decide to quit and set a date for that and figure out a plan. 
And then it allows you to plan more methodically. I can't tell you how to know if quitting a job is right for you, but that might give you some ideas. And of course, your gut is huge. Your gut is essentially your intuition, right? Because when it comes to the analytical mind, you should kind of break things down and maybe make a list of the pros and cons and try to really understand the impact of the decision and how it's going to affect your life. But the analytical mind will go back and forth forever. If you want to wake up one day and you convince yourself to stay at the job, you will win that argument because you have uh, plenty of ammo to back that up in your analytical mind. The next day you might wake up, give yourself a whole bunch of arguments to leave the job. And then you win that battle and you're convinced by the end of the day that's the thing to do. And then you wake up and it starts all over again. And the war continues like a ping pong ball in your mind going back and forth. That never ends, which is why I think it's it's good to put things on paper and to kind of get those pros and cons down, get it on paper, really try to understand how it's going to impact your life. And then you're like, all right, I got that out. Maybe you tap into the intuition after that or you're doing that all along because that's a part of the decision-making process that I think can be overlooked. And Frankly, it's hard to tune in. How do you put up your antenna and dial in the the intuition radio and pick up all the signals and really understand? But in our heart of hearts, oftentimes, we really know what we need to do. We're just not willing to make those choices because we're afraid of the consequences. We're afraid of letting go. We're afraid of the things that might happen to us or maybe for us on the other side. And that's can be scary and frightening and change is hard. But use your intuition as a guide. Use those two worlds. I like those two worlds. Use the analytical mind, but don't don't let it abuse you. Right? Use it but don't let it abuse you. And then tap into that intuition and just make a decision and then live with that decision, be at peace with that decision, and have that next experience in life. And then the next one will come up and the next one will come up. And there are always decisions to be made. And I feel like the older you get, the more impact some of the decisions have. And maybe if you have kids like I do, it starts impacting other people. And it almost only gets more intense in a way. So I think it's very healthy to come to peace with the process of uh, making big decisions and figure out a way that you can tackle them that keeps you sane and grounded and makes you feel good and and allows you to just move into the next phase of your life, whatever that is. So there you go. Some thoughts on quitting your job. And again, I am going to upload that, How to Quit Your Job and Travel the World, five-part audio series. Never been published on the podcast, but if you go to zerototravel.com slash premium, and become a member and support the show. I'm going to hook you up with that. So enjoy. Okay, let me finish with this story. <laughs> Yesterday, or the last week, I guess, my daughter has gotten really interested in where humans came from. Essentially, evolution, right? And they're powerful questions, man. Hard to answer. I realized I am no scientist when it comes to answering these questions, but I love her curiosity. And I thought, well, instead of me explaining this, 
Let me show you a quick YouTube video that gives you some visual impact as well. That, that is a visual aid to some of these explanations. And I came across this one video called Incredible Animation Shows How Humans Evolved from Early Life. <sighs> what a great reminder for me, and I'm leaving you with this today, of how special you are, how special we are, what it took for us to be here. It started 3.8 billion years ago, and all of these single-celled organisms had to evolve and then had to evolve into animals and amphibians and blah, 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 on and on and on. And all these people had to give birth to these other people, to these other people, and so forth, until bam, you landed here. It's crazy. So anyway, you're freaking special. You are something that defied the odds in a way to be here. You really came from these billions of years ago. All this stuff happened and now you're here and we're here. So don't forget that. It was a great reminder for me. You know what? This is mind-blowing. We are special. Look at all of these species that had to evolve just to get to humans. And then all the things that have to, had to happen just to get to us being here today. So go enjoy the rest of your day and remember what it took for you to be here how can you not appreciate life and go go out and whether the sun's shining or not, stick, put your head up in the sky, close your eyes and just smile. Let the wind hit your face. Let the breeze blow through your clothing. I don't know, through your fingers. Do a break dance. Get down and do some break dancing. I don't know. Whatever you want to do, just get out there and smile and feel good today. Today's all we got anyway. Okay, let me... Pull into my little quote drawer as we wrap up this episode. What a fun, I love these listener question episodes. By the way, get in touch anytime. Jason at zero to travel.com is my email. Okay, this one is from Sri Nisargata Maharaj, who said, Remove the sense of separateness and there will be no conflicts. Hey, that quote lined up pretty good with. A lot of the stuff that we talked about today, I feel a little serendipity to close it out. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. You're special. Peace and love, and I will see you next time, my friend. Cheers. This podcast has been brought to you by ZeroToTravel.com. Ideas and advice to make your travel dreams a reality. 